Wake up, world. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here at the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, which is also the home of 1029 and 750 The Game. For those of you that have yet to subscribe, please do on iTunes at Wake Up and Win with Devon Pouncey. You can also go on SoundCloud for the ones who may not have iPhones and not be on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. Just subscribe to the channel, which is Wake Up and Win. And yeah, start leaving comments, reviews, do what you got to do. A lot of people have been giving us great feedback. Uh, We've been enjoying doing the podcast here. So it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, just keep letting us know what you think, whether you like it, dislike it. Just let me know. All feedback is welcome here. So today we just going to kind of jump straight into it. I got a good friend of mine in here. The one and only Sarah Scrivens. <laughs> what, up? what up? What up, Sarah? How you doing? So, so for those of you who may not know, she's actually a colleague of mine here at 102.9 The Game. Uh, she's an ESPN writer. Indeed, I am. Yes, she's an ESPN <laughs> writer. She graduated from the U of O, so she's a duck. She's, a, she's an Oregon <laughs> Duck fan. So, And yeah, she's got a few other interesting things going on right now. So first off, since we already let the people know that you do write for ESPN, kind of tell us how that came about and what it's like, you know, not just being a writer for ESPN, but, you know, being a woman working at ESPN as well. Well, first of all, hi. I'm so excited to be hey, here. I'm happy we've been here. we've been scheming this for a while and then it, it finally happened. It so. has been a minute. It definitely has been <laughs> I'm a while. Excited. Yeah. So um yeah, like Devon said, I'm a writer for ESPN and I also edit. Um it's all dot com, so all that digital business, um dip a toe in mobile alerts, um, all that jazz. So it's really fun. It's um it's a job that has evolved a lot and I think it's um really it's growing to uh, tailor to just the mobile personalized fan experience. And it's been cool to be part of uh, kind of a shift in the industry, I guess you could say, kind of how content is distributed and what millennials and everyone who's on their mobile devices is looking for. So um, that's been cool. Um, uh, as a woman at ESPN, it actually is a great company in terms of um, female presence. I think not only... The women you see on air or read online, um, there are a lot of great, strong women behind the scenes who um, work really hard to make sure content is correct, um, timely. Uh, they're really smart, bright women, and um, I feel very lucky to work with them. So. Yeah, definitely. And I want to make sure just for the listeners and, and everybody you know that's tuned in. I don't want to overemphasize the fact that you're a woman working for ESPN <laughs> like that's out of the norm or anything like that. But you actually... You push for women in sports media. So I feel like it was just the right thing to kind of, you know, bring that into conversation here because you're a part of the Association for Women in Sports Media. Mm-hmm. And I know that's an organization that you you kind of give us the background of the organization first and then we'll kind of dig more into it from there. Absolutely. So um, the Association for Women in Sports Media um, has been around for 30 years, just celebrated 30 years, which is awesome. Um, but for me... Personally, it's impacted my life in the fact um, I earned, they have a really, really strong internship scholarship program, and um, I actually was a recipient of that. Um, one of the internship, or I guess scholarships, provided by Christine Brennan in honor of her parents, um, and I interned at CNN through that program, which was a great experience and helped me get to where I am today. Hello. Um, hey um, <laughs> <laughs> um, But they're um, 
really, really strong advocates for just women in sports media. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and just kind of having a community that you can um, reach out to, be a part of, um, you know, if you're out covering the Super Bowl in Houston, you know, maybe grabbing dinner with some female reporters or even there are a ton of men who are involved, too. And it's more just about um, encouraging the, you know, the presence of women in sports media. Absolutely. So it's it's a great I'm very proud to be a part of the group and um, they do a lot of cool stuff. So. Most definitely. Now, you also you all recently had like, was it a convention, a conference yeah. or? Yeah. Um, you in Dallas, correct? Or no, what? Austin. Austin, so Texas. Was, um, OK. Yeah. <laughs> It actually, it was a little bit outside of Austin. I'm at this beautiful resort, and um, it was a great time. It's an annual convention. Um, a lot of great keynote speakers. Um, we had Linda Cohn, um, Carrie Champion, Jamel Hill. Um, those are the ESPNers that were there, right, you know. Right. And a lot of great. We had a great panel with um, Paul Levine from ESPN, um, Jessica Luther, who Devon, hey, I know you're yeah, friends with. That's a good um, friend of mine. Shout and, out to Jessica. Uh, Brenda Tracy as well, talking about just covering sexual assault um, and some of the big, kind of heavier topics in sports media and kind of going about covering them and how the, you know, how we <laughs> deal with having that as a hot topic in right. our world today. Um, it's a lot of really strong um, panels and you know, little breakout sessions, but uh, yeah, it's always really inspiring to leave that because you just feel like you can take on the world. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's how, as you should, yeah, yeah. as you should. So, what would you? What would probably be? How, is this your first year going there to the? Um, no, I actually I missed the year. I missed the 2016 one, which is in Florida, and I heard it was great. But um, I went to the one in Denver in 2015. Okay, um, so what is usually like like for this one in particular? Since this is the most recent one you went to, what would you say or what? maybe even keynote speaker stood out the most to you that may be inspirational to other women in not only this industry, but other industries where, you know, they may be in some forms oppressed and other forms just kind of downplayed. You know what I mean? Like what probably would be one of the most memorable things you heard maybe from a keynote speaker that's kind of stuck with you coming back here to Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, honestly, the one that stuck with me the most was the morning of the first full day of the convention. There was a panel with Christine Brennan, Claire Smith, Melissa Ledke, and um, Michelle Himmelberg. Um, if you don't know those names, Google them. They're really important. Yeah, yeah we need to hear. That's why <laughs> we have uh, you here. <laughs> they're really, really, they really laid the groundwork for a lot of um, female journalists and just in the world of sports today. Um, they're great people. And um, just their... Um, take on you know the 30th anniversary of the association for women in sports media and how much the market has grown and how encouraged and inspired they were by just seeing all the women who are continuing to push for that um presence and continuing to just follow their dreams and you know just the market of appreciating the women and um yeah, it was really inspiring. Yeah, most <laughs> definitely. Now, even with, and I got to ask because you also mentioned that they did cover some of, like, the heavier topics. What would be, a de for somebody who, you know, may not have been there, and obviously many of the listeners here haven't been there, um, what would you say is something that you can kind of tell? Let's just start with sexual assault, for example, because that's definitely a heavy topic. And like you said, uh, my friend, now a person you're friends with now, Jessica Luther, phenomenal lady, uh, and she covers 
sexual assault in sports pretty heavily. What would be your first takeaway when it comes to how this should be handled? Because it's obviously a big issue. It's a it's a hard hitting topic. And I feel like a lot of people don't even know which direction to really even go in. You know, things happen, obviously, but sometimes people are scared to make certain types of decisions or people just don't know what to do. And it's just so many different takes that you can kind of have from it and not know which direction you want to go into as far as solving the issue. Mm -hmm. So what kind of may have been one of your big takeaways from one of the keynote speakers that kind of spoke on those heavy topics up there? Mm -hmm. I think, um, first of all, it was really powerful to have Brenda there. Um, Hearing her story was really powerful. And I know it takes a, I can't even actually, I can't even imagine getting up in front of a room and speaking about her experiences. But I think the thing I took away as a writer and someone um, covering events is just how important it is to be respectful of survivors and victims of that. Um, And that's, you know, not being afraid to talk to them and learn about their experiences and cover things well, um, but also keeping the human interaction as part of it. um, Because it boils down to, I mean, that's a human experience. These are people. It's not, they're not just words on paper, you know. Right, Um, right. So that's something that I definitely took away and took to heart. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good to know because, like you said, even somebody – like me, for example, like I may be able to sympathize, you know, with women, especially and what it is that they go through. But I obviously can't empathize with it because I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. So sometimes myself and others and even women, too, need to hear different perspectives on kind of how to go about that. Like you said, I think that was a really good point that you made, that these aren't just women whose names are on paper. And that's kind of like. The story may have blown up or gotten big or whatever. It's their life. It's their yeah. life, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's a serious issue, yeah. and that can, that can affect them. That can definitely worsen the effect. I'm not going to say that it can affect them more than what actually happened, but it could add so much more burden on mm-hmm. that particular effect that I feel like people need to kind of know how to handle these situations. And due to the fact that you've gotten to sit and listen to Brenda Tracy and her story, you know, live and in person. I feel like that was definitely something good for the people to take away. Now, we also mentioned that you went to the University of Oregon. What was kind of how did that all kind of play out as far as leading to where you are today? Obviously, college is a big deal for me. I mean, I interned in college and now I'm here doing this and now on radio, you know, so (laughs) now on radio just started that this week. But what what was kind of like your college experience, you know, and. What kind of gave you that push from college to get to the point where you are now being an ESPN writer and also, you know, working here at the game? Yeah, um, I think just the the passion for sports and the passion to work in an environment where you're going in. It's always changing. It's always exciting. People are seeking out content about their favorite teams. It's a fun topic that really tie society together in my opinion so um that's kind of where it came from and um i interned well if we really want to go back my first let's go back let's go all the way back my first (laughs) these people need to know about you can say when when she's big and you know the biggest writer at espn just know that you heard it here first folks (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um my first 
article was in middle school and actually was a column. And it was about who Portland should pick with the number one pick. Really? And who do you think I picked? Who do I think you picked? Katie what, or what, yeah, oh, Did you Odin. pick Katie over Odin? I picked Odin. I was I like, mean, classic Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and I look back, I, I, I thought actually, it was going to be, I, I, I just thought maybe you would have, you know, went against the grain a little no, bit and went with KD. <laughs> no, and I just found that a couple weeks ago and I was looking, I was like, good grief, Sarah. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> but no, that was, that was, so that's like the earliest dated written piece that I have. But um, I also um, was a sports editor at my high school newspaper for a little bit. Um, and, you know, just going to Oregon, it's such a strong athletic community. And yeah, there are is. a lot of really talented student athletes down there. And um, that definitely kept the fire going. And um, I interned for Comcast Sportsnet here in Portland and a little helped them out in Eugene. Um, great opportunities, some great people over there. And um, yeah, worked my worked my butt off, I, I will say. I, I want to tell you the reason why I really asked that question because... Yes. On our very first episode, and I just needed this to be reiterated, on our very first episode, we had Malika Andrews Mm -hmm. on here. And she, for those of you who may not have went that far back, now that we're about nine or ten episodes, I think this will be episode ten here. But anywho, uh, Malika, she went to the University of Portland, and she's now, she actually just started, I think this week as well, she just started with the New York Times as a James Ooh. Reston fellow there. So, yeah, Go she's <laughs> she's getting it in. But one thing that I could say about her was that going to college, everybody knows, you always hear the cliche, oh, college this, college that. Everybody knows that you should go to college. It's a good thing to go to college. But most importantly, it's the internship part mm-hmm. that I think matters. Obviously, you're now how many years out of college? Like two. <laughs> Two years out of college yeah. and you already got a gig at ESPN. I mean, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll take it. I, I th- you know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 it is. I mean, it just is. Thank I don't you. think anybody could just jump up and get a gig at ESPN. Even in my case now, I'm working here in radio. I interned as well, going to Pacific University. We had to intern to even graduate. I mm-hmm. worked here. And like I said, things happened pretty fast to where now I'm on air here at the station and it's like yeah 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 it's it's a good feeling i'm I'm definitely (laughs) i'm I'm definitely humbled by the opportunity but like i said most important in in malika's case she's now a james reston fellow with the new york times and she interned her tail off she everywhere Mm -hmm. she went she was oh i interned here i interned in denver i interned in (laughs) she just i heard of malika before i met malika because she was like hustling hard she, she like, hustles. you know that that fire when you have that fire that's the sky's you know, the limit yeah absolutely and, and and so like i just i just always like to put emphasis on internships especially with people like us who are still you know pretty fresh out of college you know and we're obviously not the biggest deals in the world but we're pursuing our dreams you know what i mean and we're making it happen in one way or another but we obviously got a lot of work to do and a long way to go to get to where we ultimately want to be but like I said the internship part is just so important to me and I think college has a heavy effect on a person interning because I wasn't going to intern had I not went to college I was mm-hmm. just going to try to figure it out on my own oh. <laughs> <laughs> but due to the fact that I did go to college I figured it out you know what I mean and like I said at Pacific we were forced to intern so I wanted to ask that but also going back to the University of Oregon the softball team there 
has had a very good season. I mean, they made it to the College World Series. And I kind of got a bone to pick with just media as a whole because even here in Oregon, like, I just felt like for them to make it to the College World Series, they didn't get enough coverage. Okay. Like, I just felt like they didn't get enough media coverage. And I just want to kind of hear your take, not only on maybe why that might have been the case or even what the solution may be, but, you know, just kind of talk about it a little bit because you are Oregon Duck alum. So <laughs> I know that's like very near and dear to you. You know what I mean? The fact that uh, female sport was so successful there. But what's kind of your take on why maybe they haven't gotten any female coverage or why it needs to change? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing. I think just plain and simple, the market just doesn't isn't built for female sports in general. I mean, everyone is would watching. Would you say would you what market in Are you saying partic- I just feel like viewers aren't it's not on their radar as much to watch female sports in my opinion. Like you don't hear about t- people circling WNBA games on their calendar. It's all about the this NBA schedule. You know what and I mean? And I'm guilty of that myself. It's okay. I mean, yeah. I think it really is just, it's kind of an adjustment that it's, it probably would be a conscious adjustment. You know, it's not just going to happen overnight for everyone to switch over to being more um, women conscious fans, I right. guess. Um, but in terms of softball, I think there are a lot of diehard fans out there. Um, shout out to my dad who watched every single softball game that was televised all season. <laughs> yeah, um, there are dope. people who are dedicated to it. Um, and, you know, it does bum me out a little bit as an Oregon fan, um, Oregon alum, because that program over the past few years has been really strong. Um, great new facility. Um, you know, they're repping the university well. So I don't really know what it would take to get people to watch them more. Um, Hopefully this year, you know, one of the greatest seasons in program history. um, And they had a great recruiting class. Um, I think they had the top ranked recruiting class coming in this year. Um, We'll kind of propel the fan base, kind of kicking the pants, I guess. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, But even outside of just Oregon softball, I just definitely wanted to throw that in there because obviously we're here in the market. They played well. Mm-hmm. You went to the University of Oregon. Mm-hmm. but And then you, you even gave some brief mention to, like, the WNBA. But do you think the media has an influence on why women's sports don't receive the coverage they may deserve? That is a great question. I think a lot of media decisions are made off of what people – or what people in the media feel like fans want to see, like the already established things that fans want to see. So if that has historically been baseball, even if the baseball team isn't doing very well, then the baseball coverage is still going to get propped up. Right. So I guess the bigger question is what would it take to sway the decision-making from, okay, this might get us more clicks, this might get us more viewership, to sway towards, okay, well, women's sports need to be represented too. You know what I mean? Right, right. I get exactly so. what you're saying because, like I said, that's possibly why you don't hear. But obviously they write about it, you know, write, do write-ups and things on it. But especially, like, on broadcast, outside of the fact that they do televise the Softball World Series, which they don't televise softball 
pretty much. I mean, not on the mainstream channels, at least. You know what I mean? You may be able to find some on like Pac-12, Pac-12 Network. And stuff, and, yeah. Yeah. But but other than that, like we saw the softball college world series all over ESPN, you know, mm-hmm. game in and game out. But it like it just makes me wonder, like, why wait until this time? Because now you got people. It, it's almost to me like, OK, you're putting it on there just to kind of say you did it Mm -hmm. because it's like you've got people watching softball on ESPN and you all haven't aired hardly an ESPN game or maybe on ESPN women's I know they got the ESPNW and that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother deal and I don't want you to like bad I know you're ESPN so (laughs) it's like yeah yeah yeah, right right you you work for ESPN so this kind of like me ranting off here but it's just interesting because it's like you got softball on ESPN, which is dope. I'm, I'm glad it's and there. Side note, they did an incredible job covering it. Yeah, and they that did. one game that went to 17 innings the other day. Um, I know <laughs> I saw a tweet from one of the producers that the ump cam that he wore on his <laughs> the game went so many innings that it ran out of battery, so they couldn't use that anymore. Wow. <laughs> and they had a flyover plane taking shots um, from above, aerial shots, and that ran out of gas, so they couldn't use it anymore. But I mean, the. Call it women's college world series. They do such a good job covering that. Yeah, for sure, it's amazing. But Absolutely. I get your point that but it's just I, I haven't yes. seen it on there all year long. Side note, well, another side note, I guess you got to also take into consideration just to be the devil's advocate here. You know, it's, this is why we're here. During the spring, you got a lot of different sports going on. Yeah, but it's like so you got to. I mean, college or NBA or MLB. Like, what is gonna win out? Yeah, it's like for the prime time slot. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I get it. I get it. And like I said, which is very true. It's just still like when I watch games, especially if I'm watching a sport, I want like I want to be able to kind of know what and who it is that I'm watching. Like Mm -hmm. those girls, obviously, for any team to make it to the Women's College World Series. They've had a pretty good year. Like they've had a year to <laughs> you know, follow. Just a pretty good year, right? Yeah. Right. They, they've had a <laughs> they've had a season to follow. So yeah. it's like for me personally, it's like okay, once it gets to the point where now they're on my TV, they're now on ESPN. I don't really know anything about it. So sometimes, and I'm guilty of this. Sometimes it's like, well, you know, I don't really know who's playing. I don't know who's good. I like to be able to make predictions for games. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to kind of pump the game up and, and build up some kind of like anticipation for a game, especially a big game like a World Series game. Mm-hmm. So just like for the playoffs here on the podcast, we're always making predictions. We Since the playoffs have started, we've been making predictions on who will win this series, who will win that series, this, that, and the third. But I feel like a lot of the reasons we've been able to make predictions is because we've been able to watch them and see them. So it's like me watching the College World Series, it's like the Women's College World Series, I should say, it's like I may turn the channel just by habit because it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I, I don't really know this or that. I got to do kind of too much research to figure it out. So I just mo- basically what I'm saying is I ultimately want to figure out that middle ground. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just still trying to break down that barrier of figuring out that middle ground. I understand that, you know, the mainstream sport, basketball, football, college, March Madness, all that's going on in the spring and it kind of trumps it. But somewhere along the line, this has got to get figured out because those girls just played too good for us to just be finding out about them once they made it to the College World Series, mm-hmm. you know? So that's just kind of my take on that. But now let's talk. We could talk some men's sports now. <laughs> Sorry for my rant, but it's, all good. it's just how I feel. Um, 
that's why we're here. Right, right, right. <laughs> but basketball, we got the NBA Finals. We got game three tonight, matter of fact. Uh, taking it back to the land. Taking it back to the land. Have you written an article on this, on, on any NBA final stuff? I know you write, you know, different I'm always, persons. you know, I'm watching the games. I'm making sure, you know, if any great little pitch here, ESPN Stats and Info, if you don't follow them on Twitter, you should. Any of their little nuggets um, from the game, if they are good enough to make it to the team page, make sure they land there. Um, but, you know, I haven't really given... The fun, I, you know, I, I, this might be a hot take, I guess, but I've, especially with the way, uh, excuse me, the Warriors have been just dominating. Right. Is it that entertaining right now? It is entertaining. I mean, it is oh, entertaining. Oh, Devon's like, oh, girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually going for the Warriors. So it's, for yeah. me, it's entertaining, but I do see where people would say like okay this is getting old. we need things to get a little bit more competitive here when, you know when you're stage. gonna flip over to what the spelling bee or like the Stanley right. Cup. like, <laughs> <laughs> right. like right. if you're getting nba fans to watch hockey is it that interesting right. hot take hot take yeah, it's hot coming take. in <laughs> hello keep them coming keep them coming but no seriously like i mean it's true though like it gets to a point like, all right, everybody's turning the channel before the game's in. I like to be able to watch the full game because it's a good competitive game. I mm-hmm. felt like I knew last summer as soon as Kevin Durant made the move to go to the Warriors, the Warriors are going to win the championship because they kind of had no other excuse not to. They're, they were already, in my opinion, even after losing last year, even after losing the finals, they were already the best team. So, yeah. so yeah, so it's like now they're just – the best team with arguably the best scorer in the league added to it. So it's super it's just, team. It's just crazy. But do you got any predictions tonight? Is it going to be a sweep? I mean, at this point, <sighs> I think we all know who's going to win the series. <laughs> yeah. But I you mean, go. it's all, you know, it's, they still got to play, but true. Anybody in their right mind should know the Warriors are probably going to win this series. You got any predictions? No bias. No bias there at all. No bias there. Right? Yeah, None. I mean, None. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, I, you know, if a switch in momentum is going to happen, it's going to happen tonight, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because if it's not 3-0, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. So. So is it going to happen tonight is the real question. I don't know. I mean, if they're hungry enough, they're hungry enough. I, You know, it's just it's it's hard to really pick against the Warriors team, especially the way they've been playing lately. Yeah, like you can't really, you can't really argue it. So. Right. This is true. But yeah, tonight would be the game changer if right. it happens. Right. Right. If the win happens for Cleveland. So for sure. Well, I'm glad you were able to finally come in and join me on the podcast me too. because yeah, we needed to talk about you doing some very exciting things. Like I said, obviously being in that association, being a female journalist out here, mm-hmm. you paving the way. You know what I mean? I mean, and I'm sure there, I know, I'm not just sure. I know that there have been some that have paved the way for you. So, yeah, for the future up-and-comers, I want to, you know, kind of lead them in your to follow Scriven's footsteps, y'all. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow Scriven's footsteps for sure. But, yeah, like I said, I thank you for coming on and kind of, you know, sharing that experience for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And also, Best of luck in your future endeavors. Keep pushing. Keep grinding. Keep doing what you're doing. We see you. And give the people your social media information because 
People need to start reading your articles <laughs> and knowing where to go follow you to figure out what in the world is going on with Sarah, Sarah Scriven. So, Little did y'all know that he's actually my agent, so he's going to pitch me to like... <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> I really am. <laughs> really um, am. Yeah, give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-E, Scrivens, S-C-R-I-V-E-N-S. So yeah. some... Um, Articles and some yeah, that's what gifs. They yeah, they, or gifs about, or however you yeah, say yeah, it. I don't, yeah, even know. I don't even know how to the, say the, it either. The, the jury's still out on that one, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so a lot of those GIF things. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just go there. Go yeah. there and you'll find it. She does all that personalization writing, ESPN. All her content is right there. So like I said, once again, thanks for coming on. Glad you're back. You were on, you you on the road. You were big time in four minutes. You, you forgot about the small people here in <laughs> oh, Oregon. never, <laughs> never. New York called for a hot second. Hey, and then I now mean, back. Exactly. You, you were big miss, time. Can't miss an Oregon summer. They're the best. Yeah, I hear you. Well, yeah, like I said, thanks again for joining. And for all of you that tuned into the episode, we appreciate it. And you know I will always leave you with this, and that is to stay woke and go in.